Hi, bestie. Grab a condom and ride along to episode three of Girl Gag. Today's fake cast, aka forecast, if you're from Discord, you will get this, is 80% the feels, 20% realization that he doesn't like me cool beans here's just a quick adult content disclaimer this episode may contain adult language as this podcast is intended for adults only if you are easily offended or uncomfortable with mature sexual content please exit or listen at your own discretion don't forget to support me and keep our podcast girl gag running by clicking the link in the show notes any support would be much appreciated linda love you bitch honestly today's podcast is going to be more like a diary entry if you must a heart to heart so i'm not throwing a lot of energy today we're just gonna be calm cool collected sad Okay, not sad. If you follow me on YouTube or on Discord, you'd know that these kinds of personal talks I share is pretty normal. Sometimes I wonder if I overshare way too much, but this has become my kind of thing. I can't help but confuse it with some type of validation I seek from others for my own feelings, but no. If I break it down deep enough, I know that I share these kind of things in comfort of connection. To not feel so alone and to shape my brand as someone who's just fucking human going through life's ups and downs. Influencers tend to create this perfect lifestyle for youngins to look up to. The image where you guys start to compare your life to and wish, damn, I wish my life was perfect and as organized as so-and-so. Fuck that. I hate that. It's so untrue because I do it too and it makes me feel like shit. So here I am on my podcast just spilling about life and aiming to show you how raw and ugly it gets sometimes. Sticking to the theme of boys in my dating life as this podcast is solely dedicated to this journey, I got some things to unravel. But first, thank you guys so much for sending me DMs and posting girl gag on your Instagram stories. It makes my heart so full when I see how much you guys are relating and enjoying these talks. You know, my intentions when creating this podcast was to be there for women who are also in this awkward place in their single life. I'm 27 and I'm back on the market after a year-long relationship that I thought was my all-in-be-all. So when life decided that he wasn't the one and placed me back in the dating world, it was scary, not gonna lie. I think a lot of us around this age, single, we don't talk about it too openly because, I don't know, sometimes you feel ashamed or like pressured about not being in a semi-serious relationship as if something's wrong with us. Growing up, there was always a timeline placed in mind. I don't know about guys, but definitely my girlies can pledge for me. We tend to look ahead and create this timeline of our lives. Oh, go to college, graduate by 22, then get engaged and married, travel around, and then settle down and have kids by like 30, etc, etc. Point being, I was distraught for a hot minute when I woke up one morning like, fuck, I'm 27 and single. Who knows when I'll be married, etc. This timeline fucked with my head and I had to really convince myself that I don't need to follow or have a time frame for everything regarding my life. Life happens out of our control sometimes, most times, and that is okay. So, with that being said... I want to live and learn my 20s, 25, 27, or 29. We're still trying to adult, you know? Our real adult lives really begin in our 30s, so fuck it. Live your 20s. Wrapping that back to why I wanted to create this podcast in the first place was to be there for you single ladies who are just trying to learn and grow into this more beautiful, independent, high-sex drive 
baddie, adult baddies, okay? That's a thing. I just made it a thing. I want to be that bestie where we get to share stories and experiences that we can laugh about and say, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. We get to help each other and gauge advice for when we're lost and feel confused about what the fuck are we doing with our lives or whether or not I should go on this date what underwear do i wear you know i really hope you feel that when you're listening to girl gag that's my only goal out of this i feel so much love and support from you guys that i want to give that back to you and be there for you anyway today's episode is definitely more so based on my current feelings versus conscious reasoning take everything i say as a grain of salt um you guys know how indecisive i can be in my feelings switch up like a snap to the fingers full gemini energy rest in peace so I was seeing this guy and on Discord, we named him Swirly because he did this amazing swirly move in bed. (laughs) I never experienced that rush of a tornado before, but yeah. If I were to quickly break it down, he had this signature move where he'd be on top and as inserted, he just swirls his hips around as in and out movements were being applied simultaneously. Does that make sense? It's where by me, bet. (laughs) you know those mochi machines that vibrate as it throws the rice in rapid circles to mush it up imagine that with intense pounding yeah i was the mochi it was me hi (laughs) that's kind of how he got his name very deserving please applaud i mean damn no regrets here anyway we were definitely in a f-buddy situationship i completely authorized this fully from the beginning i had no expectations nor did i fantasize something more outside of just us in the bedroom we made our intentions very clear from the beginning and as i always say i'm not really looking for anything right now because you know i got out of a relationship recently so i thought so that was me three to four weeks in I ended up doing the no-no, which is catching fails. I mean, it's not a bad thing, but when you know for sure that this relationship is only present because of sexual intentions and you call feels, it gets complicating. My issue is that I tend to over-romanticize people, and I know I'm not the only one, so girly, raise your hand. The fact that Swirly and I would cuddle afterwards for two hours sometimes started messing with my mind and my feelings we talk about life our childhood things we don't normally tell people just fun stuff sometimes personal other times just bullshitting that was the defining moment of my attachment to him i was so good in the beginning not caring too much about him because i was like logical you know i was able to detach from him quickly after seeing him because it was just a peeing appointment i did not allow my mind to break that barrier of the what-ifs and the potential he had because it was strictly just an adult appointment again as this over romanticizing happened the feels started to catch on and i was confused maybe it was just me but this push and pull game started to occur in my mind like does he like me would he want to do more than just bedroom time why would he tell me xyz during our pillow talk if he didn't like me Hmm. why did we cut it over an hour if he was just here for the kitty (laughs) there were so many questions and there still are a lot of questions that runs through my mind and i hate that i can't think like a guy i found myself getting excited when i saw his replies and then i feel moody if he didn't reply like what the fuck that's attachment and again i worked so hard this summer to overcome this issue sorry i know i'm venting but yes 
I quit it with him. He made it very clear by his actions that he only wanted me when it was convenient for him. Did I ask him this? No. Am I assuming this? Yeah, it was obvious. His actions were being done. Now, I do want to disclaim that I was okay with this in the beginning. You know, within that three to four weeks, I was totally for it because I'm not trying to catch fields. <laughs> we're we're gangsters out here. Any time he pursued me was definitely for affection and physicality, not much outside of that, and his personality is definitely not the type to chase, he even told me. He's so reserved that it'd be kind of out of his character, honestly. It just sucks because I was starting to see him open up and his little quirks, you know, the way we'd laugh together or how he told me that he'd Never told anyone XYZ before, but he's shocked himself that he shared those things with me. It made me feel special. So you can't blame the girl for feeling like there was more when there wasn't. I think the pulling trigger for me to officially all in for once detach was seeing no reply and a TikTok right after. <laughs> Dude, TikTok be doing too much sometimes. I literally saw a video right after closing Snapchat quoting, If you're confused, he doesn't like you. I was confused. He doesn't like me then, I guess. Sometimes I just want to be upfront with him and text him like, bro, do you want to see me again and get to know me because I like you? <laughs> but it's not worth it. I just can't be the one to chase more than him, you know? He has every quality that I said I will not go for ever again after my breakup. Emotionally, unavailability is not for me. Realistically, if I tried for this guy and say we dated... I'd be very sad. <laughs> like, it'd be hard to date someone without that same level of communication you want and urge for or even that emotional deepness, that that love I ever so crave from my person if you're gonna be my person, you know? It brought me back to what I promised myself after my breakup. I promised that I'd never go for a guy who's emotionally unavailable and incapable of being vulnerable. You know, I, I'll never do that again. I went through too much to want to put myself through that heartache again. Therapy is not cheap, okay? Hiring a breakup coach was not cheap either. I need to value what my values and worth is when it comes to guys. I shouldn't settle for something that put me through so much pain and tears and heartache and sadness. Like, that is so scary to me to think about going through that all over again and nothing's guaranteed you know of course maybe one day i'll go through that again but if i can help myself from not going through that again i should this is where i want to remind you guys to really see beyond the infatuation if you're in a situationship don't lessen your standards just because he's hot because bro i was about to swirly is hot dark hair dark brows damn I was never interested in dark hair guys, but he definitely changed that for me. That's for sure. They're so mysterious, you know? Maybe too fucking mysterious though. Like, can I get a hot mysterious guy who's open to communicate? <laughs> Someone who's just like, sis, I like you. Let's see where it goes. <laughs> oh my gosh, but I'm fake as fuck though because there was or is this guy. And he's very adamant about me and my time. <sighs> I feel like there's so much to tell you guys about him. But for now, let me just say, after some mishap between us, which 
if you're from discord you may know him i'm not gonna say his nickname but after that mishap we reconnected which was done by me i take full responsibility he was forward and again he said that he wanted him and i to just see each other to see if things go anywhere and this happened all around the same time as the whole swirly thing at first i thought that was a red flag of him to be so adamant about him and i of course we're still strangers just getting to know each other but i guess i saw it the wrong way when really he was just telling me his boundaries and why should i red flag someone else's boundaries you know that was very fucked up of me because just because his dating style is different from mine doesn't mean it's a red flag you know anyway so here i was i had a dude who was emotionally unavailable didn't chase and then another guy who was commutative and chased who did i go for you tell me which one if you said the dude who was not expressive you're right I went for the fucking wrong one. <laughs> it's funny because I thought that the guy who was consistent with me was the red flag. The guy that was not showing me much interest for me as a person was the green flag. And I think this is where therapy plays a role. Um, we tend to chase people who are familiar to our childhood figures or past relationship figures. We continue this pattern even when we've gone through heartbreak and realizations of things not working out. Why? Because that's all we know and we feel safe being mistreated. Yeah, it's very sad to say and it takes a lot of inner child work to reconcile this gap, to bandage up this urge of wanting something that's not good for us you know when a guy comes along and shows the opposite of all that for example he's showing consistency communication interest and stability we run why the fuck do we run Faye? why are we running <laughs> you know that meme why are you running <laughs> because i'm scared I'm scared to fully admit that maybe I do want that commitment again. I'm scared to fall for something that I'm unfamiliar with. I'm scared of heartbreak again. I'm afraid to give a part of me to someone when I've been all of me for me only. I'm scared if this is too good to be true. I'm scared when he tells me he wants me for me. It's spooky out here. <laughs> I don't know where I stand as of currently with this guy. Not swirly, he's done. But this guy, I don't know. I'm gonna play it by ear because there are some circumstances in our way. So I'm gonna take it slow. I'm sure I'll update you guys on that. They're not wrong when they say the heart wants what it wants. I don't know how ideal this situation is between us. But a part of me wants to go for it. The other part of me is almost preparing for a potential breakup. I don't know, it's crazy man. But that's the wild life of dating again in your late 20s. You know how ironic this is? Well, I guess it's not ironic. I guess it's just me being a two-faced. If Swirly was to come to me and showed me all the right things, um, right qualities that I'm looking for, I'd be so fucking down to commit to this guy. I'd be like, hell yeah, take me. You know, And then when this other dude came and he was being consistent with me, I was like, I'm not ready for commitment. I don't want to commit. But after sitting a while with my feelings and just kind of pros and conning this and comparing and contrasting the two men, I realized maybe I am ready for commitment, but I'm 
obviously I'm scared. One thing I know for sure, commitment or not, I wasn't listening to me. I wasn't listening to how I truly felt inside. I wasn't listening to my feelings. Instead, I created this tough girl external shell. Like, I don't want this. What the heck? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I was acting tough when really I just... I wasn't listening to my heart and my feelings, but I think that comes at a cost of being afraid after a breakup, you know? Like, I just don't want to be hurt again, and I just don't want to go through that attachment and having to detach. I don't know. I'm a pussy. I'm just scared, okay? So, what's the point of this episode? One, to vent. <laughs> Two, to allow ourselves to validate our feelings process it and just let it be sometimes we're so quick to want an answer it becomes so mandatory for our brains because we want to solve it and piece it together this time we just have to let it be you know like it'll unfold in the way it's meant to happen number three don't lower your standards for a guy who's giving you barely minimum just because he's hot as fuck and cuddles you for two hours and breadcrumbs you doesn't mean he wants to be with you say <laughs> Lastly, number four, know your worth. You've worked hard to be and smile where you are today. Like, don't forget what you've promised yourself, what you're deserving of. I want to be loved the way I need it. Respect and hold value to that. You're fucking gold, bitch. And that's it. Thank you for listening to the third episode of Girl Gag. Don't forget to support me by clicking on the link in the show notes to keep us running. Anything is appreciated. Expect more bullshit coming your way by following this podcast so you won't miss the next episode. I'll be shitting to you soon. Bye!